You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Living the good fat life with your host Karen and Sherry. They'll help everything align for your body, soul, and mind. The good fat life. Whether change comes slow or dramatically, the good fat life will help you sort things out organically. That makes me laugh every time. Thank you, Wally Pleasant. I really appreciate that. Song's great. (laughs) Hey, Matt, how are you? You know, I'm doing okay. Yeah? I'm doing all right. I'm in the booth pushing your yeah. buttons. Yeah. Uh, Matt's in the booth today pushing my buttons like always. <laughs> um, and Sherry's taking a beat just to sort of honor her body, mind, and soul today. So, you know, we love that at uh, Inspired Good Fat Life. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Everyone needs a little bit of break. So we don't need to be hurried and busy at all the time. So Matt is in the booth. He's going to kind of chime in. And today we have three fantastic guests I'm super excited about. Um Matt, do you, are you familiar at all with cannabis or have you ever heard of a little thing called THC? Yeah, th- there's a few things about cannabis I'm aware of okay. because the, there's growing – my kids growing up, it was something I didn't want around the house. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but as time has gone on, there's been a lot of medicinal properties towards the uh, – to the medical marijuana and cannabis. Mm-hmm. So we actually do uh, partake, my wife does, with RSO. Okay. And gummies and things. But it's all about pain management for her. Right. Because she's got nauseous. You know, she gets nauseous. She's got migraines, uh, fibromyalgia. You know, she had back fusion done. So there's a lot of issues. And the RSO and the cannabis actually does help her. So I'm excited to learn yeah. a little bit about what you guys got going on today. Yeah, me too. And we have great people to help us learn more about it um, and the wellness of cannabis and the business of cannabis. So today we have uh, Amy Brown and Kirk Albrick from Abco Labs. They have a, a marijuana testing lab, one of the first ones in Michigan and Warren. And oh. then we have Jamie Cooper from um, Sensi Connects, which uh, was formerly called the Cannabis Connection. Is that correct, Jamie? Cannabis Connections? That's and... Cool. Um, she also has a lifestyle magazine that promotes, um, the cannabis lifestyle, correct? And healthy lifestyle, um, in the cannabis industry. So welcome you guys. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we had Amy and Kirk on before. So since we talked, I think that was, uh, what, April or May we, you guys were on, um, is any, what, is anything changed um, since then, any laws or anything you guys have been working on or anything exciting that you can tell us that um, is making uh, your job easier or getting cannabis or learning about cannabis e- easier? We'll start out with you. So a couple things have changed for us. We're going to have uh, be able to test concentrates very soon. We had started focusing on flour only because that was where the real bottleneck in the industry was at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, within a week or two, be able to, to start taking in concentrates for testing. And Warren uh, has passed their ordinance for the adult use. So um, hopefully in October, we'll get online and be able to start testing the adult use, which is commonly called recreational. Okay. Again, there's, there's basically three sets of laws governing uh, marijuana in Michigan. The MMMP, which is the original act, then the MMFLA, which is the Facilities Licensing Act, that's what we're licensed under now. 
and then the new one, which is the adult use, and that we're hoping to get our license in October. Yep. Fantastic. That's exciting. <laughs> Congratulations. So, Jamie, I heard that you as well, you just got um, some good news about provisioning in, is it Woodhaven? Uh, Grand Haven. Grand Haven, yeah. yeah. So, um, I was a part of the effort to help Grand Haven opt into allowing for medical marijuana facilities. And that took a couple of years to do. And last week was the lottery. So on top of, you know, the magazine and the, the B2B networking referral network, I found out last week that I am also going to uh, have a part in a provisioning center right here in my own community. So it's exciting. That's fantastic. Can you explain, um, is provisioning center the same as a dispensary? It is. It, and in Michigan, they require you call it a provisioning center instead of a, a dispensary. You can't have that as part of your title. You can't oh, call okay. yourself a dispensary. But yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing where um, we will be selling medical marijuana to anybody who has a medical marijuana card in Michigan. And actually, um, also to anyone who has a medical marijuana card in any other state, because we are a reciprocal state here in Michigan. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I actually went to, I thought it was a reciprocal state, and they still wouldn't, um, they said they still didn't do it. I thought, um, but if you are a reciprocal state, um, you should be able to use your card anywhere, right? Is that correct? Absolutely. You should be able to to buy from any licensed provisioning center in Michigan. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But if you travel and you go to other states, they just have to be, you you can't Correct. use your card there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there are some st- states that are reciprocal states a lot like Michigan is, but there are some that are not. I know like Nevada is one of them. Uh, I think, yeah, California is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Col- Colorado is not. Okay, which is your medical marijuana card there, but you can buy it for adult use. Crazy, right? That's surprising that Colorado (laughs) is not on that list. (laughs) Right. Of all the places you think they would be for sure on the list. Yeah. So, um, Kirk and Amy, can you tell us a little bit about um, how you've seen the um, industry change and what kind of clients you've been getting as far as like, are they in the wellness business or are are you getting all different kinds of clients or like, what is your... uh, biggest uh, client right now that you're working with or what kind of um, industry are they in dispensaries or so we we pretty much we go to the cultivators and the processors those are really our sources okay the the couple of the changes that we've seen is earlier um, in the MMFLA's license facility act um, provisioning centers were allowed to take in caregiver product if it came to them through a licensed cultivator or a licensed provisioning se- or licensed processor. The state's kind of doing away with that now. So that was a big part of our business was helping the caregivers, which were under that initial 2008 law, transition into this market. So that's been one big change that we've seen. Um, but really, the cultivators and the processors are, are the ones that we deal with. Now, when you say cultivators, is that the same as what we used to call growers? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys you have to change your language all the time because it's different. Or, yeah. We have to retrain ourselves. Right. <laughs> right. You're not regulated at all, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Jamie, what have you – what about you? How how? So tell us why you started Sensi Connects with um, cannabis and what, what – who are you – who are you working with in the industry? Tell us what's going on with you. So I pretty much work – 
with anyone who offers a product or a service to our growing industry. Um, so not just the operators, like the cultivators, retail centers, processors, safety compliance facilities, but also anyone that, that offers some sort of service like marketing or accounting or compliance. You know, there's a lot of different industries that support our industry. And, you know, we're just kind of at the tip of the iceberg at that. So pretty much like, you know, like I, the, the goal of my business is to help build community on both the B2B side, you know, keeping the industry connected as a whole, but also on the B2C side, allowing our businesses to connect with the consumers. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a safety and numbers thing and you guys can get your message out and then get it to the consumers, right? Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So tell me about, um, not to put you on the spot, but tell me about um, personally, I know you and I had chatted a little bit about um, how you see uh, cannabis and CBD oil as a a wellness product um, for for maybe for you personally, for your family, for the community. Why why, um, is this something you're passionate about? Well, I moved here in late 2014, so that was the same year that Colorado rolled out their adult use program. And so I was there as that kind of happened. And then when I moved to Michigan, we we were we had a caregiver model, so you could only, you know, access medical marijuana if you had a caregiver. You grew it yourself. Um, there was some gray area that people were trying to do business in, and you know, during that time people were still getting arrested and it like Mm -hmm. for not not only for trying to do business in this gray area, but they were also getting arrested for using without a medical marijuana card. And it just, it kind of infuriated me. And that's, that's what kind of started my advocacy for it just because I thought it was wrong that people were getting arrested. And I just moved here from a state where it's not a big deal. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to see Michigan be in that spot. And so started my advocacy stuff and then um, found out like a couple years into it that my son was autistic. I started using CBD, CBD, CBG on him. It it works wonders. You know, it's derived from the hemp plant. Um, There are a lot of autistic children that, that are, you know, a lot just like parents are just kind of on that final, final straw. Like, what do I do? I need something that's going to help me with my, my child. And a lot of times they're nonverbal, you know, having a lot of problems. And so I became a part of the advocacy efforts to kind of get autism added as a qualifying condition in Michigan. Um, and it happened. And, and now, you know, that some of the, these children that, that really, really need it. And, you know, I know one mother, Amy Carter, that was sat through these hearings with me and we, we both, you know, worked really, really hard to get it added as a qualifying condition because her, she uses a, like a high THC product for her child. Cause that's what's needed. What that's what they found to be mostly effective. And so, you know, we did it for, to just do it for parents that, that wanted to just, try it to see if it would help after trying so many other types of Western medicine. That's fantastic. Because when your kid is struggling as a parent, you'll do anything. And thank you for that. I know it's helping a lot of people. And how, um, Amy, I'm going to throw this to you. So what's the difference between CBD and CBG? So they're different cannabinoids. So there's, um, there's hundreds of different cannabinoids in um, either hemp or in marijuana. So they each have a different effect. And there's a lot of charts you can find out there that actually show like which receptors respond to which cannabinoids. So there's CBD, which is probably the most common one that everybody's heard of. 
there's mm. CBN, there's CBG, there's CBD acid, CBDA. So there's a bunch of different cannabinoids that all hit different receptors in different ways. Mm-hmm. So people like Jamie and Amy advocating for this and destigmatizing it is very important. And especially the, the THC side gets the most stigma because that's the psychoactive component, the THCA. Mm-hmm. So that that gets like a, a, a stigmatic kind of viewpoint that people think like, oh, you're just trying to get your kids stoned. And that's not the case at all. It's really a, a cannabinoid receptor issue. Yeah. That, so, Jamie, I'm sure you've heard the term before, oh, you're just a lazy parent or you don't want to, you know, parent your child, those kind of things. But tell us how um, it's been beneficial to um, your, is it your son, you said, your son has autism? Yeah. So we we found the CBG element was really, really huge. Um, last year during school, you know, we, we were really open with the school, like, hey, we're giving this to him every morning. You know, tell us what you're seeing on your side. And the teacher pretty much, it came down to the point where teachers like, don't miss a dose. Please do not <laughs> miss a dose. Because right. what helps, like he, he has a lot of focus issues and it helps things click. It helps him get through his daily routines every day that he should be getting through. And for the teacher to just come back to us and say, please don't miss a dose. I thought that was huge. And, and, sure. and there's so many, so many children that are dealing with ADHD issues, you know, yeah. and the lack of focus. And this could help so many kids. And you can buy CBD, CBG at any CBD store. There's, you know, you can buy it in family, fam, uh, was it? Family the, video? The video? Yeah. Store. Right. Family video. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's accessible. And, and I just, really want parents to understand that it shouldn't ever be like that last resort. Just try it. See if it works. It may make a huge difference. How long should you try it with your kid um, to see if it makes a difference? Well, you got to find that sweet spot because every kid is different. Every endocannabinoid system that we have is different. So you really have to find that spot that that, you know, where you're seeing the results and it takes a lot of testing, you know, have a journal where you're writing down when you're giving your child this and, and what dosage, and then you can just, you know, tinker and kind of feel, figure out where that sweet spot is. Because like I said, every kid is different. Mm-hmm. My autistic kid responded to CBD, CBG, but other autistic kids might, might respond to THCA or, or you know, mm-hmm. who knows. Uh, there was actually a friend of ours uh, a number of years ago. Uh, her daughter was having a number of seizures, uh, probably 30, you know, every 30 minutes she'd have a seizure. Oh. So there was a fundraiser that was done for the family, and we actually were able to raise enough money for uh, for the young lady to get a new wheelchair and also a service dog. Mm-hmm. That would actually help the parents understand when her daughter was having a seizure. But at the same time, they were also doing CBD oil for the daughter because of the seizures. It was to really lighten up how how painful those seizures were for the for her daughter. And it really helped her to become more less lethargic. So she was more she was able to understand what was going on more than you know, yeah. in the whole realm of things. So it works. It that, really does. Yeah. How about with your wife, Matt? How have you found it that it works? Uh, she's a lot less uh, combative. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, she, you know, the, the Rick Simpson oil has done some amazing things for her. She's more relaxed. Uh, she's able to get to a point where she's not in so much pain where she can actually sleep. Um, and we were just reading something this morning, or I was that you can inhale Rick Simpson oil. Is that, so, is that, is, is that, that true, real? Guys? Is that true? Can you do that? Do you guys know? That sounds quite difficult. Doesn't it, though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it's oil. I mean, if you're not familiar with Rick Simpson oil, I mean, it's 
it looks like like oil yeah. like, that you put in your car. It's dark. It's very goopy. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine like I I can't imagine that you, you can ingest it by inhaling, obviously, because you can eat it and the fumes off of it. But I can't imagine that. You, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Kurt, do you think you can? You were shaking your head. Yeah. So is there a way to do that? Okay. It's 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 like she said. It's like Atari. Um, but yeah, I mean, the best way to do it is actually to ingest it. Yeah. 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 She, she'll put it on a piece of chocolate or uh, or on a on something else. So black. I've made it many times for uh, people that have had cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Kurt, right. I would recommend it. Right. <laughs> Kirk, talk to us about um, how it's helped you because um, you had uh, shared with us on our last podcast you guys were on um, about your um, issues with your hips and how it helped you. T- talk to us how it's helping you like now in your life now that you um, are using it on the regular. Well, I really use it for when I have pain, but I usually mostly at night it helps me sleep because I get these wicked cramps. Mm-hmm. So that. So instead of, uh, you know, not being able to sleep and the pain, instead of taking a pill, I decided to smoke um, medicine. Mm-hmm. Again, I very rarely do it during the day unless I'm in extreme pain, but usually at night. Right. It calm down and takes the cramps away. So This is, um, I just saw this kind of interesting. So you guys are all in the um, cannabis business. So is there... Um, certain uh, laws or restrictions on you, your own personal use? Is there something you guys have to uh, uh, just let people know what you're doing or how does that work? Because there seems like there's just so many rules and you have to say things in a certain way or um, is it kind of like, uh, is that regimented or no? Not in our, our field. No, not yeah. in our field. In the, uh, the cultivation side, um, you may have to give up your caregiver card if you want to work at a cultivation facility because they don't want you growing at home while you're also working in a facility. Okay. Um, or secured transport, you might have to give up your card, although that whole giving up your card seems pointless now that adult use is a thing. Yeah. Right, so, right. And we, we as employers have the option to drug test our employees. We are not required to drug test them. Mm-hmm. And a, we are also allowed to ignore the fact they use marijuana if we choose to do that. Okay. So basically, you know, the talk you have with your employees is it's just like alcohol. If you go home and have a beer, I don't care. But if you have one on your way into work, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> right. All right. That makes sense. Um, so, Jamie, tell us um, again um, about your son. And is he able to verbalize to you or is he able to show you that it's helping him? Um, how, how does How do you... Um, how do you, other than him doing better at school, what are the other things that you've seen for his wellness um, using CBD and CBG? He he doesn't tell me, you know, like he does. He knows that it's his medicine. Um, we give it to him as if it was like a cough syrup. Um, what I do is I I take a tincture of it and put it into a little little sippy thing that you would take cough syrup with mm-hmm. and I mix it with like maybe juice or something and he just drinks it and he knows, you know, he hasn't really, I mean, he's, he's seven. Okay. Um, he's high functioning, mm-hmm. very high functioning, very social and just, you know, the, the life of, life of the little kid party, to be honest. <laughs> awesome. And so he, um, you know, it's just, it's it more just, it's all about that focus. Like it, it just helps him. He, I, instead of it taking four or five prompts for me, you know, it's just like, he hears me the first time because <laughs> opposed of not using it. Cause he, 
believe it or not, like instead of him being on it and being kind of spacey, it's when he's without it, he's more spacey. Right. I, aren't they finding that things like um, that are usually a down, a, like a suppressant for some people are really uh, do the reverse effect on other people. Yes. And that's why you have to do the the journaling and, and watch it. And right. um, yeah. So did- right. I mean, like, and, and we see that with like, I when I was a child, and I got diagnosed with ADHD, the doctor told my mom to give me coffee. And so I would drink coffee in the mornings with my grandpa. And, you know, and, and now I drink a lot of coffee and I consume a lot of cannabis. But I tell you what, it really helps. Yeah, it, it helps with the focus. And, and, you know, I think anybody who knows me, I'm a, I'm a really hard worker. I'm, I'm far from lazy. Mm-hmm. So, right. You know, and there's so many of us that I know that are that way. Yeah, your focus is such a problem. So is ADHD, is that um, permissible for kids to use CBD oil and CBG or no? It is not. Mm. It's not a qualifying condition. And it's a shame because I I hope to see that as a qualifying condition, you know, moving forward. And I, I think that we will see that as we progress. We'll see that list of qualifying conditions totally expand. So. And don't you think, I mean, America was basically built on ADHD, right? It's people that can't sit still. They're not, they're not comfortable in their environment and they want to make a change, right? And I'm sure a lot of people in your business are, feel the same way and have struggled with ADHD. And I know for me, concentration is very challenging um, in general. We have ADHD in our family. I've never been diagnosed with it, but I'm pretty sure I have it. And um, it does help. Um, and if if you can't focus, you can't you can't begin. So I think if uh, people like you get out there and get the message out, it's going to be really helpful to so many people and just take the shame away. Can you guys um, talk to us, too, about why there's still so much shame around the industry? And do you see that's changing and leaps and bounds or it's just a little bit or not enough? Or where do we need to go to uh, get the word out and stop the shaming and all that good stuff? I think it's it's slowly changing. I would say not quick enough. Um, I think honestly, kind of how medical marijuana let marijuana become a legitimate conversation. CBD is opening up a lot more conversations because people are like, oh, I can like Jamie said, I can buy that at any video. It can't be dangerous. <laughs> right, right. So I think it's starting to change, but. Um, I can tell you that when Kirk and I tell people what we do for a living, we can tell within five seconds whether we should stop the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people are like, oh, that's so fascinating. Tell me about it. What do you test for? I didn't even know it got tested and like that kind of thing. Or they just go, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 yeah. So how could you how can you um, do you think you can change those people's minds or you just stop talking? It's just uh, it's a fight that's not, well, you know, worth being fought. Depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah. Minded to it, you know. If right. somebody believe it could help and that they should be open minded, we'll have more of a, a conversation. You know, back when Uber was a thing, if it was an Uber driver, we're like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you don't need to convince your Uber driver. But um, why do you think there is so much shame and stuff? Because, I mean, when you think about marijuana, I mean, there's this really stupid joke, and I'm going to have to say it, and I apologize to everyone. Please don't unfriend me on Facebook, everyone. Um, you know, what does somebody that smokes cannabis, how do they cook a, a baked potato? You put it in the microwave for two minutes. You take it out and laugh at it and put it back in for another minute. Like, <laughs> those are like the only, like, that's the only funny, like, maybe 
a semi-negative thing you can say about marijuana. I can't think of I can't think of anything that we're like, oh, you know, nobody passes away from it. I mean, what what is it? Do you think? Well, I just think that the um, the government has spent so long and so much time and effort on making it like you know the wacky weed and the killer weed and you know all that that older generations just think, oh my God, it, it's terrible for you. So they put that stigma out there. Mm-hmm. For a while, younger generations learning about it, accepting it. Mm-hmm. And they just say, you know, we don't care anymore. You know, like you said, Colorado, you go there and in certain states, even here, you can go and people are like, ah, eh, you know. Because when we first started, it was like every week someone was getting arrested, like 2008, every mm-hmm. week. Was in the Can't believe it, yeah. It's not in the news as much. You know, they're talking about uh, dispensaries opening and, you know, covering that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But that's part of it. Well, I, I think one of the underlying things, even before the war on drugs, was that um, William Randolph first, who published all those magazines, he owned a bunch of timber, a bunch of timber land, and he used his own timber to make paper. And hemp became a really legit competitor. So he used his influence with the government to get hemp outlawed. And then used his magazines to run a, a lot of uh, anti-marijuana, a lot of scare tactics, very, very racially dividing, mm-hmm. um, just blatant lies. And that was basically an anti-competition move. And then it got kind of swept into and pulled into the uh, war on drugs. Oh, interesting. So um, speaking of hemp, we have a friend of the show um, that she's involved with somebody that uh, gives hemp base food to cows, uh, Wagyu beef cows, and the cows are so much happier. They actually play soccer and they have a lovely life. And the, the beef is supposed to be so much better. Um, so it can be very humane for animals as well. Do you guys um, give your animals um, products or do you, um, do you recommend that? Has, have you seen anybody do that? And does it help animals? Jamie, I'll throw that out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my dog Memorial Day weekend, it pretty much became lame. Um, and we oh. had to take him in and, and immediately as soon as they told us his Lyme disease, I knew I was like, Oh my gosh. And I was giving him hemp, you know, like CBD treats and they definitely help, you know, instead of me having to give him anti-inflammatory pill all the time, you know, because he has Lyme di- Lyme's disease, he's going to have it forever and for as long as he lives. And so we, we do the CBD treats and that really does a lot. It helps a lot. Oh, that's fun. So, Amy and Kirk, um, what about like for dogs that are like afraid of fireworks and stuff um, and loud noises? Do you think that would help with animals that are like, sort of stressed out in different situations? Yes, most definitely. Unfortunately, uh, ours, and as you know, I play the drums, so as they were puppies, I was banging on the drum. Right. <laughs> yeah. They don't care about fireworks and all that, thank God, but there are, you know, I've seen ads for it uh, that do help animals. Is there any animal that it's really bad for? Do you guys know? No. Like bad for? No. But, you know, well, uh, it's the THC. You don't want that THC to be a part of it, you know, like you, CBD is what the animals need to get. And, you know, THC that has been, you know, heated and has the psychoactive fact can be very lethal for dogs. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. So don't use the THC with animals, just the CBD, right? 
Yeah. So, Matt, do you have any animals, and are they stressed out? Do they need CBD or? No, we're, we're pretty laid back in the house as it is. Okay. So uh, we don't need, you know, our cat doesn't give a crap as it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But over the past, you know, there, there's another podcast called Animal Talk, and they talk about mm-hmm. those thunder um, vest, yeah. thunder vests for your dogs and for your cats to get, if they have issues with, you know, loud noises and fireworks and thunder or what have you, it, that helps them. But, you know, you don't want to get your, you know, for, sorry for the expression, the THC, you don't want to get your, your animal high. <laughs> right, right. That's where the CBD oil comes in to help mm-hmm. them with that, you know, kind of help regulate. But I have a question for for the group as sure. well. Um, where where are you seeing this industry going over the next five and 10 years um, as things continue to grow, pun intended? And, you know, where, where do you Cultivate. guys, yeah, where do you guys <laughs> see this industry moving? We're seeing a lot more hemp coming through our door right now. A lot of Michigan farmers have switched over to hemp. Um, so what they're trying to do is get the strains with the right type of cannabinoids. Like So to Jamie's point about CBG, they're trying to identify which strains are CBG high so that they can you know cultivate those for processing and that kind of thing. But I do see the, the barriers coming down and it becoming more and more open. And you know one of the, the beauty things of Jamie's group, so she, a little background, Jamie was our very first friend in the cannabis industry. We went to Jamie's first event that she had here in Troy, and we've been friends ever since, and have worked together a lot, and we've found a lot of our ancillary professionals through her crew. Hmm. So what we're seeing now is when we first went to Jamie events, it was a lot of small kind of owner-operator mom-and-pop businesses, and now we're starting to see, like, national insurance companies are interested in insuring in cannabis and national HR businesses. And Mm -hmm. so we're starting to see expansion a little bit. Wow. And Jamie, thank you for providing that service. One, I love, you know, Amy and Kirk, they're my cousins and um, I love them very much. And it's great to know that there's people out there that are supporting them and, uh, you know, befriending them and helping them with their business that we're really all about that here at Inspire Good Fat Life. We, only truly rise when we lift others, right? And it only helps your own business when you help other people's businesses. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Hey, actually, Animal Talk uh, just uh, popped in. Then he said, okay. hey, you know, it's <laughs> actually, it does work. Uh, it is working for some people and their pets uh, with that, those thunder vests and what have you. Yeah. So, so yeah, they say they're like, that's us. <laughs> so thanks, Animal Talk, for chiming in. <laughs> yeah. So what's um, Jamie? What what do you have on the horizon in the next? Uh, what it, in the, what's your goal in, in the next year to come, or the next six months, or what's 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 next for you? It's uh, it's going to be a crazy few months, I think. Um, I'm I'm super excited because you know, like we COVID hurt a lot of people, and it, it didn't hurt our industry as much as it could. It, could have thankfully um we were deemed essential so business was able to keep going um my company was events based with because we were hosting these face-to-face networking events every single week um in michigan Mm pre-covid and now we're hosting those events every single week um but we're doing it virtually and we're consistently getting about 40 people at each of our events every week. And it's just a bringing each other together on a consistent basis. And what happens is we build those relationships and we help each other through these, you know, challenging times that we're facing. And then um, with our magazine, we, we had to redo our model as well um, because we, our distribution was in public places. 
there aren't a whole lot of people in those mm-hmm. public places like they once were pre-COVID. And then we also had events there too. We were hosting uh, free events to our readers four times a year. And it would be a way for our advertisers, those that are making some sort of product or selling products throughout Michigan to connect with our readers. And so we had to cancel that. We had to revolve, like redo our entire model. And now we're, it's game time. We're rolling that out. We're taking, 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 this really deep digital focus that's where everybody is right Mm -hmm. now so super excited about the future because you know i built the cincy connects model in michigan and then i partnered up with the magazine cincy magazine so what i built on the b2b side in michigan we are expanding now into states where our magazine is present and that would be california colorado nevada massachusetts maryland Pennsylvania and Florida. So wow, uh, congratulations. That's great. Over the next several months. And it's, it's super exciting because we get to help the industry grow, not only in Michigan, but in states throughout our country. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is the beginning of this industry really taking off. I mean, we only have 10 states that are legalized for adult use. I mean, we're eventually we're going to have a whole lot more right. and hopefully we will see some of those things loosen up on a federal level. Cause to be honest, this plant is still looked at the same as heroin <laughs> right. and yet, you know, so many different states have their own laws allowing for the business to take place. So we, we have a lot of challenges in the forms of advertising this in the form of banking is like, we last week we were trying to find a darn credit card processor to process payments for our magazine. Mm-hmm. We don't even touch the plant. It shouldn't be that hard. We sh- and, and for us, sometimes it feels like discrimination that we're being discriminated against, even though we offer a service that any other magazines offering. Right, that has to be frustrating. Um, Amy and Kirk, you got. I think you guys went through similar things with banks, didn't you? Oh, we did. Yeah. So we, we are with a cannabis friendly bank now and they actually had to stop taking uh, new accounts because they got overwhelmed because there's just so few banking options. Mm-hmm. So, but we're, we're settled now, but uh, credit card processing, we're still struggling with that. Really? Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. So what is in, what's in the future for you guys? What is your, what's your next for uh, Kirk and Amy and Abco Labs? Next is our golf outing. Yeah. yeah, tell us about that. I'm excited. Oh, go ahead. What? <laughs> yeah, somebody tell us, please. <laughs> when, where, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The suspense is killing me. It's on September 27th. It's at um, Whitmore Lake Golf mm. Course. It's a beautiful course. Yeah. Pardon? That's a beautiful course. Yes. Um, so we were out there uh, two Thursdays ago, yep. and we golfed around there and just to check it out. It's going to be great. We have sponsors. We have four or five sponsors now. We have sponsorship of, uh, opportunities available. Yes, if anyone wants to sponsor. Uh, and we get a really nice turnout. It's kind of the perfect event at the perfect time because you can stay socially distanced. Yeah. There's some indoor space um, where yeah. masks will be required, and there's going to be sanitizing stations and all of that. And then obviously outdoor, and then we're going to put up a, I think we're going to put up a tent outside, just to have a little more outside. And Darren McCardle. Darren McCarty. Yeah. Yeah. That he's a Red Wings, right? Yeah. Yeah. A Red Wing. Is there still space? Is there still space for register for someone to come in and register and such? Probably the easiest way to go is to go to our website, which is abcolabs.com. And that's A-B-K-O labs, plural. 
and there's a link to the uh, registration there. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, I'm certainly excited about going. And uh, Matt, you'll love the, ti- uh, the title. It's called High Tea. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that's why I ask because yeah. you might get another registrant today. Awesome! Because that's a Sunday, and it, it, we're just out there yeah. to have some fun. Yeah, and, you know, like the last hurrah before you know, summer's done. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Jamie, you'll be there as well. I imagine. I will be there. <laughs> so everybody got their fun golf pants ready and. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. for you guys. Um, so. So we always like to leave our listeners with something, uh, some sort of action or something they can do today um, to either learn or try. So I will start with you, Amy and Kirk, first to just uh, what is something that people maybe they're just uh, learning about this? What is some somewhere they could learn something about it that's um, going to benefit them and or they could just try maybe start out with CBD or um, what's a little thing you could give to our listeners today about what they could be looking for? I think one thing that if somebody is curious and wants to learn um, in a kind of a a slowly getting into the non-stigmatized way would be to learn about Charlotte's Web. Okay. That is a strain that was created for a young girl named Charlotte who had debilitating seizures and it was very successful. Now, there's some complicated business history after the fact, but just the creation story and the processing and how they extracted the CBDs, um, I think that's very interesting. There's uh, several podcasts out there about it. Okay. But, yeah, there's business controversy after the fact, but just the science of of the cannabinoids I thought was interesting. That's fantastic. Thank you. What about you, um, Jamie? What is something somebody could try today for their own wellness? So, oh. Well, I, I would say you know, centers pop up in your neighborhoods around you and just don't be afraid to just give it a go. There's a product in those stores for everyone. There are microdosing products that only deliver 2.5 milligrams in one dosing, which really, you know, what you'll feel on that is just you'll feel better. You'll feel better whether you're dealing with anxiety or if you're dealing with pain, you will feel better than not having it at all. Um, and another thing to always remember that that a lot of products uh, that are on the shelves might be focused more on the THC end of things. You know, when you can find a product that has both THC and CBD, the other cannabinoids present, it could really make a huge difference in the way you feel. And actually, CBD does counter counteract the uh, the effect of that cycle psychoactive effect of THC. So I'm a big fan of, you know, using the products over other medications, like maybe some, you know, medications that you would go into a pharmacy and buy, you know, don't, don't think of it as the last option. Think of it as one of the first. I like that. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask questions, right? Because I know in the dispensaries, um, they're always so helpful and people like you. So just don't be afraid to ask questions and just get out there and try it because I know so many people with the pandemic are going through anxiety and uh, looking for something to feel more well in a in a healthier way. Um, so I really appreciate you guys being here and um, sharing your information. And I'm looking so much forward to the high tea. And um, I look forward to meeting you in person, Jamie, at the high tea. And um, thanks for being here on Inspire Good Fat Life today. Really appreciate it. And don't forget to go to www.goodfatlife.com and click on subscribe.